we're back on the fan morning show. Sports at 590, the fan NBA trade deadline started off hot last night, post midnight. Raptors kicking it off with a massive organizational changing move with Yaka Pirtle. Yes. Just moving down the floor, headed to the Raptors change room. And then, of course, KD comes, steals spotlight, moves over to the West Coast. So. My experience this morning was I knew. I saw the email, so I knew Pirtle was dealt, but I'm, like, looking for the information, yeah, right? Find it. And it was, like, 400 KD tweets to get to some information on Yaka so. Deservedly I mean, so. But it was just, like, uh, you know, I wasted about five minutes, ten minutes this morning trying to find the Yaka You don't have that time in the morning. Um, all right, we, we got a special guest in studio. We never get visitors. It's very nice to have one. Um, Aaron Rose, Raptors reporter at Sports Illustrated, comes in studio to break it down with this little roundtable discussion. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. A busy morning, busy day. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a busy day for you. I mean, we're going to shut it down immediately after this. Yeah, logging off. <laughs> yeah. See you tomorrow. So, yeah, we're done in about an hour, but I guess you guys will be grinding all day. We got to start with Pirtle. Like, we've been laughing and kind of joking about it. Why does it make sense? Does it make sense? Like, what is your read when you're, especially your experience yesterday watching Pirtle get kind of picked on a little bit mm. and all these reports about, <laughs> hey, he might be coming after this game, and you see guys like Siakam and Fred actively trying to exploit him defensively. What's the what's that viewing experience, and I guess your reaction to the deal as well? It feels like for two years we've been talking about Vision 6-9, why it's bad to have a seven-foot guy, and all of a sudden mm. there's a change in the organizational philosophy and they bring back a guy they used to have because maybe they realize that it's not such a bad thing to have a big guy. But you're right about the Raptors trying to pick on those guys. We've seen that in the past where they're just running those guys into pick and roll. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it helps to have a big guy in the center who can block shots and protect the paint. And that was something Nick talked about last night. He might have had a hint that this was happening, oh, he but he was mentioned like it. gushing over Jakob Pertle before. He just, I love the guy. He brings so much this, uh, he used to bring so much to this organization. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But I mean, yeah, he just moved down the floor and now he's part of the team again. But we were talking to Blake Murphy about his off contract this summer with the bird rights like we didn't really like clue into that part we thought oh you're gonna have to pay this guy but you have the bird right opportunity and you lost mm -hmm. Ken Birch's seven million dollars so it's not like career altering moves for Messiah Jury but it's the first thing that happened and it kind of raises questions of like where are you going today right and that's like the biggest thing that we're trying to discover and uncover yeah like what sort of intent does it signal I, I when I'm looking at it it's hard to it's hard to glean anything other than, hey, they have no interest in being a bad team, right? If you're getting this player, mm -hmm. if you're investing a first-round pick in two summers from now, what exactly, what other message are you sending other than, hey, we're, we're going to make sure that we support our current group and we have no interest in going scorched earth or even really taking even a, you know, a medium-sized setback? I think my first reaction was that they're clearly not sellers right now, right? They're buying. Mm -hmm. This is a move that the team is better right now than it was when we went to bed last night. So that's the first thing. But at the same time, we were talking for a while. I'm sure you talked about it with Blake, that this team has a lot of... There's a financial crunch coming. And the reason people are talking about trading Fred and trading Gary is because those guys are both free agents this summer. And can the Raptors bring all those guys back? Now you add another free agent to this team for this summer. And can you re-sign all three guys? My answer to that question is probably not without going to the luxury tax. Mm -hmm. So my second thought after was, wow. But now I'm thinking there's going to be another trade today. Um, we've already seen OG and Anobi come up in trade talks uh, right after that from Woj. And I suspect that one of those other top four guys is going to be moved at some point later today. Okay, so OG makes the most sense, right? Like you kind of have some replacements within already. 
Or maybe you just don't have a suitable, you have more of a suitable replacement than you do for, say, Fred or Gary Trent Jr. Like, if you look at this move to get Pirtle in, you're filling a weakness you had for sure. But if the corresponding move is trading either Fred or Gary, don't you create an even harder weakness to fill? Like, yeah, there are more guards than there are seven footers that you're going to trust, but their guard depth is already shot. And if they have to trade one of those, you basically solved one problem and created arguably a bigger one. Yeah, we've talked about how this team has had two problems. They can't protect the paint and they fix that. But if you're trading away the fact that this team also can't shoot Mm -hmm. and they're trading away one of the three guys on this team that can shoot, you're sort of taking your finger out of one hole and sticking it in the other. And now you've got a problem there too. So um, that's something the Raptors are going to have to figure out. And maybe the answer is we don't really care so much about this year and we are going to take a step back and it's okay if we have a flawed roster and maybe we move up in the lottery standings and that you know, helps this team because they didn't trade that 2023 pick. So I could see them having some roster flaws because this was a flawed team to begin with. But obviously they like Jakob. They drafted him. They're bringing him back. It's just a question of mm-hmm. how are they going to manage if they trade away one of their three three-point shooters and without getting someone else back who can replace them, it's going to be a problem for this team. Mm-hmm. The conversation we had with Blake that and that Justin didn't like where it was going because it seemed like, and he was in agreement, that maybe the Raptors are just like, why don't we just see what happens? They have an easier schedule down the road. They don't have the biggest hurdle, as you said, to get into a play-in, to get higher up in the standings. And like, how disappointing would that be to Raptors fans if this is it, right? And obviously, OG could be well, a especially thing. after the play-in for what comments. Yes. This is this is okay. Play-in for something apparently. Like, let's say that OG doesn't find uh, we don't find the deal for OG today, which isn't the end of the world if you can trade him in the offseason. But it seems right now that the market is the hottest for OG, and that this is kind of all they do, and they try to make something of the season. Like, do you think Raptors fans and and I guess people that cover it would be disappointed with that? Yeah, it's weird because what you're talking about there is winning basketball games and going to the playoffs. Right. (laughs) And everyone's like, oh, no. That's not what we want. (laughs) Right. So it's weird to think about those things. So, yeah, I think fans have gotten it in their head that this draft Mm. is really, really good and the Raptors should move up and they have this special chance that nobody was expecting to be one of the worst teams in the league. But I suppose you can always make the argument that winning basketball games is valuable and getting playoff experience and getting Scotty Barnes another rep in the playoffs and all those things have to be worth something. It's weird to talk about the playoffs being bad. I tend to agree with probably what you were saying earlier that this is a flawed team and maybe they should regroup and get Mm -hmm. a high draft pick and move forward with that era. But again, it's tough to sit here and say you should not win basketball games. You should intentionally try and miss the playoffs, especially when they're sitting in the 10th seed right now and could they win a few more games? You That's mentioned right. the easy second half of the season. Could they make an interesting first round? If nothing round? changes, they go to the playoffs, yeah, right? Yeah. Like they, def- they definitely go, whether it's play-in or whatever. They're definitely going to be in that spot, which means you're in the middle ground, which is probably the worst place to be. Yeah, and unless you look at I agree with you to start, but unless mm-hmm. you look at it and, and you say, let's, we really want to get Scotty Barnes another rep in the playoffs mm-hmm. and we want to get Gary Trent Jr. or whoever else, I guess in this situation, everyone's with the team. We want to get those guys gelling together in the playoffs and the first half was a fluke. I don't think they're winning a first round playoff series. They might not even get out of the play-in, but if you wanted to make that argument, that's probably what it would sound like. So we just touched on OG's trade value over the last couple of days. You know, I, I think it's gotten a bit hotter, obviously, with the, the way that the West has now improved. Did you see, um, I mean, it's only been a few hours, but when Katie moved to the West Coast, is that for you tip the idea that OG could be even more attractive today and, and this is the opportunity to sell on him? Yeah, Woj tweeted about that shortly after that deal. 
all those Western Conference teams probably need a really good defender who can defend a really tall, uh, skilled uh, forward like Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. So it does take the Suns out of that equation there. Obviously, they don't have the picks to do it anymore. Um, But the rest of the teams in that conference, New Orleans, Memphis, if they think that they can compete and maybe they look around and say, the Suns just got really good. But I I wouldn't look at it like that. Mm. I would say we have a chance to compete if I'm Memphis and there's still an opportunity to get into a bidding war there. And I guess last night we were probably saying, well, are those teams going to hold their keep their powder dry for a Kevin Durant trade? Well, now they know that's not going to happen. Now maybe they pivot back to the Raptors and say, okay, let's give you all this stuff for, for OG Ananobi and the Raptors can sort of do a middle ground. We talked about not wanting to be in the middle, but maybe hmm. they can sort of do a little bit of both, uh, get a few guys back, get a few draft picks and sort of maybe be in that spot that some fans are going to be happy with. Do we have a warped sense of reality when it comes to the actual value of OG? I guess we'll find out. Uh, it sounds like there was a report, I think, from Mark Stein that the Raptors still think that they can get three first-round picks. Yeah, Although my sense that. is that the Raptors aren't so fixated on the number of picks and are those lottery-protected picks or, or what have you. Mm. I think they just really want... Clearly, they want talented players who can play in the NBA today. So they might mm-hmm. be looking for... I wouldn't be shocked if they got maybe one pick and two really young, talented players as opposed to getting a bunch of 2029 first-round picks. Justin, what are you laughing about? Justin wants Mikael Bridges so bad. What do you mean? I don't want Mikael Bridges. I'm worried. I want to ask you about Mikael Bridges because I feel like Mikael Bridges is going to complicate matters. If the Nets decide, and this is what I've thought all along watching the Nets like do all that they've done over the last week is that they're kind of getting in the way of what the Raptors might want to do. Like if Mikael Bridges is on the market and you're a Western Conference team that wants to shut down Kevin Durant, I mean, mm-hmm. ironically, you'll be he'll be playing his old team in that sense. But wouldn't you prefer Mikael Bridges, a more proven asset over OG and Anobi, if you're going to dump in a couple first round picks? I'm not, I don't know if Brooklyn's going to turn around and trade him, but given where all these picks are for them in the future, why wouldn't they think their timeline is post Bridges and try to cash that chip as well? This is the benefit you've had of being up for however many more hours you've been than me. You're thinking three moves ahead. And I was like, oh, what is this trade? What did the Raptors just do? I I hadn't thought about that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the Nets are trying to move Bridges or not. Mm -hmm. He's a guy that's like the same as OG Ananobi, a healthier version of OG Ananobi. So if they are moving him, then you're probably right. It does complicate things. I don't know if they're moving him. I, I woke up, brushed my teeth, and came I, over. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think we do have like any no, no, sense of. Just us but it would make sense if you're thinking about it. And the Brooklyn Nets seems to be open to everything. Like I, I think they deserve a lot of credit for what they've done over the last week because this could have went. This could have went. I mean, it's gone south, but this could have been a complete, complete, complete disaster if they got to the point where they're holding on to these guys and they walk away from nothing for nothing and they can't recoup assets in the manner that they did. I mean, they hit an absolute home run with his Durant deal, at least it seems. Yeah, the benefit is Bridges is still young. He's not like the number one guy. Nobody's Kevin Durant, but he's a guy that could be a number three guy on a championship team. And mm-hmm. maybe they, you're right, they're not a championship team right now, so it, they're in an awkward spot, and maybe they move him and they kind of do a whole teardown. The problem is they don't have their own first-round picks. They have all these other future first-round picks. And that's why it makes sense, right? It makes more sense that, hey, we're looking three, four, five years down the line than right now and maybe two, three years down the line. I'm just not sure they're going to try and lose a whole bunch of games this year because it doesn't really benefit them. But Mm -hmm. you're right, maybe trading those picks, if you could get sort of all those picks from Memphis that we're talking about, the Raptors getting for OG Ananobi, if you could get that for Bridges, maybe that's something they consider. Or maybe they say, we don't want to blow it up because we won't have our first-round picks and we just don't want to give Houston, I think it is, all those future firsts that are going to be really good. Is there another team that you've got your eyes on today, um, either West or East, that 
you think could be a, a big buyer and not even just with the Raptors, but might be looking to really capitalize on some opportunities that are here with the way the standings are really tight on both sides, actually. Um, a team that you got circled for today's trade deadline. Yeah, we've talked a lot about New Orleans and Memphis. Those are the two teams probably at the top of the OG conversation. Mm -hmm. The other one is Kawhi Leonard's team and the Clippers. We've seen everyone else in the West make moves. The Clippers really need a point guard. They could really use... They want to build a team full of Raptors players who won championships here, so maybe they they want to add another one of those guys in Fred Van Vliet. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I'm not sure how Masai Ujiri would they feel. They ran out of ideas. Right. I'm not sure. I, Let's I, just take this team and move it here. <laughs> would Masai feel comfortable just making a deal with those guys? Maybe there's some animosity there mm. or whatever, but uh, I could see Fred going there again. I, I still expect there to be another deal because the numbers don't work with this team having three guys heading into free agency. So if there's another deal, maybe it's Fred and maybe it's him going to the Clippers because... Everyone else in the West just got better, and they still look at themselves as, I think, a championship team that needs another piece or two. Is a fair criticism of the Raptors' front office that they're gun, gun shy. shy? Justin said that word eight to 12 times today. Whenever I have, yeah, it's uh, good, whenever good. I have an it's idea, good. I mocked for it. It's gun shy. I, I feel like, look at you, you're pondering. It's a good question. I know, it's a good one, but I see I knew I'll you I'll let you say finish it. my sentence. No, 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 no. It's good. So I guess... It's complicated is the answer because we've seen, obviously, the biggest trade in the last decade might have been the Kawhi Leonard deal. So in that sense, they were not gun shy, although you look at it, I don't entirely know what you mean, but they didn't give up a ton. It's not like they traded five future first round picks. So it actually wasn't that risky when you think about what that deal was in hindsight. I I guess what I mean is like... it's It's hard to make a mistake in the NBA. Like, look what the Brooklyn Nets have done. They have... Stepped on every rake up until this up until this week, sabotage, self sabotage, not not making the right decisions decisions. Whether it's Harden and Durant and Kyrie and trying to make that elixir work, and yet they can trade Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and get a boatload of futures that are going to set them up for success in the long term. And they their team right now isn't even that bad as it currently stands. And yes, they they owe first round picks to Houston in the immediate term, but. They survived the Kyrie, uh, Kevin Durant failed experiment. And you look at the Raptors, it's very cautious. Everything that they do is all well thought out. And maybe when everything is so well thought out, there's inaction. And I feel like inaction may be plaguing at this point the Toronto Raptors franchise. So I, I guess I would say two things is, first of all, the Minnesota Timberwolves would like a word with your, uh, you can't make a bad move mm. in the NBA. Yeah, that's true, that's true. But at the same time, you're right. Masai Ujiri, all he does is preach patience. And there's a benefit to that because you do see, you go, what was it, six playoff runs in a row, in a row, in a row. And then you make the deal for Kawhi Leonard and then you win a championship. But at the same time, we've seen guys after the championship, they walked out the door it's tough to say for nothing because they brought a championship to the city, but the Raptors didn't get anything back for, for a couple of those guys. And then we've seen minor moves where they trade Norman Powell for Gary Trent Jr. And then two years later, we're talking about the same kind of deal for Gary Trent Jr. So you're probably right. He's not going out there and making a big swing. There are pros and cons to that. You're right in the sense that it's tough to make a disastrous trade. We've seen a few, um, but Generally speaking, I think Masai's done a really, really good job of trades, but maybe he has been a little too cautious before. We'll see what he does between now and 3 o'clock. Is today the biggest challenge that Masai is going to face in his role with the Raptors? Maybe. I don't think he's going to allow it. You know what I mean? Like, if he was going to go all in on a rebuild, sure, but he's... But that's added. part of the challenge, He's though. Added but that so far. is maybe the challenge is like swallowing your pride and having to take the def- the tougher route, like maybe. to make the harder decisions. I guess the other question is: we've all talked about how the Raptors can't bring back these three guys, and now if I was another general manager in the league, 
Masai no longer has leverage. That's and right. he's you always the guy. Gonna, you can't, you have to, one of them has to come to me. You know, mm. right? Like you, you're in a bad position at this point. So he's a guy that everyone, it feels like everyone's afraid to trade with him. He loves his guys and all these things, but now mm. he isn't in a position of leverage. And I wonder if and that's what we're te- talking about all along coming into this week, leverage, 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 runs all, the, everything through runs through the Raptors. You had Pirtle and now you've lost all your leverage. Right. Because they have to move one of those guys. So I, nah, now maybe I don't want to give up that extra third first round pick or second first round pick. So it's complicated. Um, for the most part, I think you have to have faith in this front office to do a good job. But I would say in recent years, they probably were at 100% trust in Messiah. I put mm-hmm. out a Twitter poll the other day. How were people feeling? What was the answer? And I think something like 33% of people, the, the plurality of the group still said, you know, 100% we trust Messiah Jury. But an increasing number of people are starting to feel somewhere between skeptical and no faith. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, his legacy's safe, but I mean, he can prove himself you know, twice over, right? If he does it again, if he builds another really, really dominant NBA team from either this core or the the remnants of this core, then he is, then you can even speak more highly of him. He'll always be remembered for what he did, clearly, 100%. Mm. But put, I just wonder how long is your window of post-championship security and how long close? Can you re- yeah, how long like, can you rest on that? Yeah, like, it's like, oh, we, we have want... a winning culture here, right? What's what but we how do? long does that stay? Like a winning culture, we've seen the Raptors haven't looked like a really dynamite culture as of late like it had has and, been and we can pinpoint more mistakes than, than you know home runs over the last couple of years can we not yeah i always go back to this and you guys i know are hockey fans if the leafs want to stand like up would we ever question the executives of that team God, would no. we no. name no. cities no. or we schools after them 100 <laughs> i think besides reach that level though for sure but we're already talking about questioning some of but his But we moves. have to be able to do it, right? Like, the thing that frustrated me the most about Raptors culture, fan base, the conversation around the Raptors is, like, no one can formulate an opinion because whatever Masai says is it's gospel. True. It's right. So that's whatever what I'm he's asking. Doing when is does right. that run out? And now, I think, at least on this Pearl deal, you can, be, you can question whether or not that's right. No, 100%. no, no. I, I agree with you. And, and some of the other moves, some of the drafting mistakes, some of the trades, I don't think they did a very good job at last year's trade deadline. I said it at the time. I'll say it again now. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's fair to question some of his moves, and it's fair to question this move because nobody thought that these things were going to happen. Nobody thought that they were mm-hmm. going. They A few days ago, they had the sixth worst record in the NBA. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, they're trading future first-round picks and trying to get better. Now, we're trying to get in the top eight. Yeah, Let's play trying, in. Trying to See get Scotty Barnes some meaningful <laughs> postseason experience. Okay, I think we're at seven hours to go before the deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little less. Um, what would constitute a successful seven hours here for the Toronto Raptors? So you, we can we can push aside Pirtle. They've played that card. What has to happen or what should happen? What would be considered ideal over the next seven hours? I'm still working with the notion that this team is not trying to win a championship this year. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's not the right philosophy. Maybe they're not <laughs> trying to make a deep playoff run. So if the goal is maybe not to get better, then I think you can't mm. finish the day. You can't at four o'clock today. Those three guys cannot eight hours be on the, specifically Gary Trent Jr. And Fred Van Vliet probably cannot be on this team. One of those three guys, including OG cannot be on this team for the math to work this summer. So um, maybe they can work a sign and trade, but those things are always complicated. And again, you give up leverage. I think, it would make sense to trade OG when he's got a lot of value. We've heard rumblings that maybe he's not in love with his fit in Toronto and maybe you can't extend him. So it's a good idea to trade him when his value is high before he potentially walks in free agency next year. And you're, you head into the trade trade deadline next year and you've given up leverage because this guy doesn't really want to be in Toronto, let's say, and he's heading into free agency in a few months. So 
it would make sense to trade him, but are you trading him for three future first round picks? And now again, you've walked this weird middle line and we go back to the fact that they will have no shooting. So yeah, it's complicated. They put themselves in a complicated position, but Masai, you'd hope knew what he was doing when he made this trade, that there was a way to wiggle out of it, but they cannot finish the day with those three guys on the roster because the math doesn't math. How do you think Pascal Siakam feels watching all this? Well, his buddy's coming in. Other than the fact that Yakum Pirtle's joining a team. Just like his window and his fit on this team and him being maybe this franchise guy. But you see Scotty Barnes coming up and you're wondering timelines and such. Like, I, I don't want to say, oh, you know, you can tell by looking at him. But I just wonder how you think he feels being a part of this potentially re- rebuilding stage or a non-rebuilding, you know, playing for what stage? I just wonder. So... He's all, and I've asked him that kind of question. He does not, at least he tells us, he does not want any involvement in the trade deadline conversation. He probably pretends he knows less than he actually does, but he has always conveyed that this is a business, that guys come and go. He saw Yak, his buddy, get traded the first time, and he's like, mm-hmm. it's a business. I know how these things go. I imagine he looks at this trade and is like, yeah, we got my buddy. We're a better team today than we were last night. And he's probably happy about this. I have been wondering for a while now if this team went the other way and really blew things up. If he's the guy that looks around and says, I don't want to be on a team exactly. that's Scotty Barnes's team and Scoot mm-hmm. Henderson's team or Victor Reminyama's team. I don't want to be on a team. I'm 28 years old, 29 years old. I don't want to be on a team with a bunch of 22-year-olds mm-hmm. who sort of have a different outlook and philosophy than I do. So it doesn't look like they're going that way. So maybe he's happier about that if they trade Fred, his other, you know, elder statesman, his other buddy from that championship team, maybe he looks around and has those same questions. It's complicated, and it's complicated because he won't really tell us. He always <laughs> says, you know, I'm happy with whatever. We did hear a report, um, I think, from The Athletic that he's happy in Toronto. I'd imagine he's happy in Toronto because he's the guy right now. Uh, but if that changes because they get a top pick, if they do decide to go that way and this becomes Scotty's team, I could also see him saying, maybe I don't want to be here. He did make that comment yesterday, I think it was, that he said something, we're in a day and age where star players can... <laughs> If they want to, see, out, that's where I was going with I was this. Too. That, that comment was very strange. Yeah, he, he knows his power, and he doesn't. He's not exerting it right now, but he knows he could go to Masai and say, "This isn't going the direction yeah, I, I want." To go somewhere where I'm the guy. That, is yeah. that kind of like that's the failsafe a little bit? Like we were talking about the financial dynamic of this team. I mean, Siakam, you could find a home for, and you could find a good return for, and you could still build around Scotty Barnes and the younger players on this roster if you choose to play that card eventually. Yeah, it would not. It made sense to me to consider to move maybe OG now to consider a Pascal Siakam trade in the summer. Maybe you get a top pick. Maybe you move up in the lottery and mm-hmm. you really start to pivot in that direction around Scotty and Precious and the top mm-hmm. pick. And maybe Gary sticks around and you have that core that's in their early 20s. It doesn't make sense to me to trade Pascal in the summer if you just traded for a 27-year-old well, Jacob Pertle. Nothing makes sense after the Pertle no. trade. <laughs> uh, culture. Culture is big, right? Toronto Raptors culture, like the success is born on this culture. You think it can survive losing and being torn, the roster being torn apart, maybe even beyond Masai Ujiri? Can it, can it survive all these things? I don't think it can survive years of losing, and I'm not sure how well it's surviving right now. Mm-hmm. We, we continue to hear things that we've never heard about from the Raptors, about people being unhappy. Now, as I've said before, if there were reports out that this team was thrilled being the sixth worst team in the league or whatever they are right now, I'm not sure you'd be like, wow, that's great. Everyone's so happy and we're either. losing. Yeah. Who's happy so to lose? <laughs> I think that there, there, there are some frustrations and I don't want to be, nobody wants to be the, the body language doctor who's mm-hmm. reading into these things, but it seems like things are not great right now. I think trading Fred, 
he's like the culture guy. He's the guy that came up from nothing and he, he's carrying that torch from the previous generation. And I think moving him would be a real culture reset. And if we did have that conversation, which it seems like we're not going to because they're not going to blow it up after the Jakob trade, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But this culture, if they trade Fred and they traded Pascal or whatever, it's a totally different team. We went from whatever was before the We the North era to the We the North era to whatever this is now. And we'd be quickly turning the page on this into the Scotty Barnes, whatever that era is called. And then you have the question of who's the right leader for that team. But that's for another day. That's for another time. Um, we appreciate you coming in today. It's fun to have someone in the studio, a real life person. <laughs> <laughs> we never get visitors, so we're happy to have you. That's Aaron Rose, Raptors reporter, Sports Illustrated. Enjoy the day. I don't know what your bunker plans are. Get down there online all day long, I'm sure, and hopefully you have some Raptors stuff to report. Should be an exciting one. All right, before we take a break, we have to give away another giveaway like we just we're just making baby friday happen here so to celebrate this year's super bowl in style proline plus is teaming up with real sports to take the sports viewing experience to the next level we're helping giveaway tickets to bring you and up to seven friends to real sports to watch the biggest football game of the year including prime seating and a proline prize pack with food and beverages all you have to do is listen for today's code word and text it into 59590 for your chance to win today's code word proline plus Text ProLine Plus to 590 right now to enter. 590-590, ProLine Plus is your final chance to win. Be sure to text it in. You must be 19 years of age or older to enter. Details at sportsnet.ca slash 590. Code word is ProLine Plus 590-590. Best of luck. Uh, I don't want to speak out of school, but this is the last time we're giving away a Super Bowl party, correct? I, I did Yes, that is correct. You did say that. Okay. I did say that. Just making sure. Not to throw you under the bus, know, but... you know, we just don't wait till Friday. Yeah. So Do it today. Again. Pro Do Line today. Plus, best of luck. Must be 19 years of age or older. We're going to take a break. We've got Cabby in studio. We're just like a rotating guest today. Uh, Cabby's coming in, executive producer of SN Bets. Of course, we're going to do our Super Bowl party food draft and then we're going to go through some of our prop bets and do a little whip around the NFL this weekend. Uh, thanks again to Aaron for joining us. We take a break and Cabby on the other side. Breaking down the top stories in hockey and Elliot Friedman every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wake up! Now it's time for Wake and Rake. You could be raking in the dough with your kind of accuracy. Show me the money! With Ailish and Justin. All right, baby Friday, Wake and Rake time. We're getting, we're getting back on the horse here. Last night... The script was written, and unfortunately, we didn't. Fred misses shots. It's yeah, shocker. No, you put the blame on me, though. It's like we, we didn't hit the Tatum put, rebounds. I didn't put the either. blame on you. We didn't hit the Tatum rebounds. We did hit the Raptors having a, a great return back home. Big win last night against one of the worst teams in the NBA. Okay. Um, so pleased to be joined by Cabby, executive producer of SN Bets, coming in today. Cabby, welcome, good morning, welcome. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's good Big to have week. you here. I mean, uh, the NBA has kind of trumped everything going on in the sports world, NBA but I, I, I assume mm-hmm. SN Bets is this is this is a massive, massive week for you guys. Yeah, well, like in the futures market, yes, but yeah, this weekend for sure. I mean, the whole squad will we're we're gonna team up. Well, not team, we're gonna watch the Super Bowl with. Um, some dudes from the Phase Clan, these like uh, popular oh, yeah, gamers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna okay. go. We're doing wow. a home at home. They came to our 
well, our, our spot. It's like yeah, the Tim and Friends oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> studio, which feels like a, a second home it for is. us. And then we're, yeah, so we'll watch it there on Sunday. Where's that? And then, Somewhere in Toronto? Yeah, in Liberty Village. Oh, they have cool. a, oh, a big okay. loft there. Wow. Like former home. Wow. I'm a, Your former home? Former home. I just oh, okay. live right was, next door. So actually, uh, if you're looking for, you know, well, she's, a, an extra she's actively searching what, are you, for are you, a super I don't have plans yet. I'm so trying to figure it out. Okay, okay, we'll chat after. I need plans. I need plans. Come with. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I know your chargers. I know. I know. We got the squad. Ride, the squad, squad ride, ride was perished. tough, eh? Yeah. I was watching that because that was the, that was a big comeback for the other guys, eh? And you oh, guys Jackson were pumped yes, up. Yes. You had your mm-hmm. cool post, and then it started getting real quiet <laughs> on the on the timeline. But hey, and it's really fun to watch. You guys are doing a great job. Thank so, you. Um, looking forward to see what happens. So but yeah, you, it's a big week. Who are you going to be pulling for this week? Uh, well, it's TB. I think half of the squad. Is, oh. I think the squad is split. Oh well, that's, wow. does that not go against the essence of the I squad? Know. Right. So we we will have like we two will, squads. We will pick one <laughs> competing squad, one prop or one one outcome. Okay. That we can all unite on. So it'll okay. probably be a player prop. Oh, I like but, that. Uh, but the squad will probably be split, and then with a couple other things. That, I mean, we're going to be betting on uh, Rihanna's first song, okay. uh, the, the halftime show, and then um, we're also likely going to make a squad ride for the NHL Stanley eventual oh, Stanley for Cup sure. champions. And, there's, uh, yeah, we got to figure that out on the day too, but I want to do that uh, during the, That's uh, exciting. During the game. That's exciting. Okay, for the, Super, going on. for the Super Bowl in particular, don't want to like ruin the surprise. Who you, yeah, who you guys are going to be on. Well, but I, it's, well it's, I think the, the squad is split. The squad is split, but Where on like props, you? like is there anything that you're oh, going to be pushing, your yeah. agenda? <laughs> my agenda is Patrick Mahomes to win. That's my personal okay. Okay. agenda. So I don't know, maybe like uh, over one and a half touchdowns might be mm. is. is Could see that. It feels like it. Yeah, I hope even so. though Philly's defense is scary, mm-hmm. like yeah. the D line is as menacing as the mm-hmm. Tampa Bay D line, which had this mother bleeper running for <laughs> 500 yards. Have you ever seen that stat? Like he has been next gen. Yeah. This, this guy was just back and forth, like mm-hmm. from one, like one sideline to yep. the other sideline. Almost, it felt like the Stu was running for his life. It does. It feels like it has to be Mahomes, right? Like I, I understand that they, you know, they lost Tyreek Hill and they, they have a bit of a talent. Exodus happening in the offseason, but even so, they have good good enough players to get to this point. Yeah. But if it's not Mahomes being legendary, isn't it Philly? It feels but he that is way. a legend. So he, it, I yeah. mean, the, there's feels, every reason to believe that he can be legendary. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know, maybe maybe the the Chiefs' defensive guys just feel slighted by that because nobody's really talking about them. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's you know Philly's O line is, is amazing. Philly's defense amazing. I mean, this 49ers had just a marginally better defense, but. Uh, maybe those guys, you know, and these are human beings. Like, dudes, we, we've seen athletes, like, in the NBA, they're the most petty. But there's that pettiness, I'm sure, <laughs> exists in the NFL, too. Right. And, like, when guys like, oh, the, the, this, they've been talking about the Eagles for uh, 10 minutes on whatever on NFL yeah. Network. Like, that, they, they either take perceived slights and make them bigger or actual slights and make them bigger and just use that as motivation. Um, okay, question that Justin and I talked about at the top of the show, and we were split on this. Um which quarterback has the most to gain? Pick a squad here. Most to gain on Sunday. Oh, Patrick Mahomes. Wow, I was like, uh, but to, not like, one out here. You know, he will probably. But he also earn has his... the most to lose, doesn't he? Ooh, you know what? But that, if you have the most to gain and the most to lose, you have the most on the line. Yeah, the stakes are higher, I think, for, for him? Patrick okay. Mahomes. Yeah, because like you know, he's his name is it's discussed amongst the greats. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of his his contemporaries. That's you know, like. 
obviously Tom Brady's resume is the greatest, For but sure. you know Manning and and Rogers, and he's like in that. No, class this of, is like legacy defining. Really, yeah. there's still and, so many chapters to be written. Obviously, agreed. But we either look at it as like, oh, he's on the way to this, or oh, he's failed at another Super Bowl, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, it's going that route yeah. as opposed to the route which Tom Brady, of course, took to seven Super Bowls. Yeah, he's seven and three in Super Bowls, and Patrick. I mean, he could be two and one or one and two, and if he's one and two, then that that certainly hurts his. It's like in the mind of, I think, regular sports fans, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. football aficionados be like, no, this guy is still elite. Like it's five Damn. straight. I mean, he went to five straight AFC championship games and now his third Super Bowl. You have to you have to push your Hertz agenda, though. Well, I just think that Hertz has been he hasn't had his moment to start writing that legacy yet. Right. He was replaced at Alabama. Tua comes in. Everyone's saying that the Eagles have coasted their way into the Super Bowl and they haven't even earned it. Like they played lesser teams. So if he can come in, and he can beat Patrick Mahomes. I think that is like so validating for Jalen Hurts as a person and as a quarterback because he was even like at the draft. He shouldn't even be a quarterback, right? So I think this is like a really big moment for him. Was that Hurts or was that Lamar Jackson? Well, it was, it was, I guess he's just always had, he's always had doubters. And I think this is a really great opportunity for him to lead. He lost his job at the collegiate level. And now you're winning winning a Super Bowl. But also coming from Alabama, which is not a program, which has produced a lot of high Mm -hmm. quality until now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Quarterbacks. We got obviously Tua and um, Jalen Hurts. And I'm missing. Um, uh, I'm missing. Oh my gosh! Well, Bryce Young's coming out. He might be mm. the top pick. Yeah, yeah. I'm missing somebody else too. But anyway, yeah. It is. It's. It, and I the think good there's thing more is they both have for Mahomes, it, yeah. but for sure. And that's great to have for a Super Bowl, for, right? Like you have this head-to-head of these quarterbacks that have so much, like ahead of them as well, right? So this is not like it's an old guy on his last attempt to win a Super Bowl. It's two young studs. So lots to look forward to. We'll have lots to follow with SN Bets, of course, but we want to get our draft going, our uh, our Super Bowl of food, because Sunday's a big day, not only for watching, but for consuming, for celebrating, and a lot of people are pondering what they should be bringing to their party. Justin's got one. He doesn't have any idea what he's going to be bringing. So we want to draft our um, our favorite Super Bowl party foods. And since you're the guest, we'll let you go first. What's the first thing? You got a buffet in front of you. You got to head to that right away. It's your must go to. Mm, thank you. Thank you for giving me the first oh, pick. I appreciate that. This you is came an all honor the way in. That, I, that, I, that weighs heavy on my shoulders. <laughs> um, I'm going to, this is not, I'm going to go off the board. Mm, no, because I'm wondering wow. if I should save this pick for later. Because, like, See, this tough, will, right? this, will this food be available later? First uh, pick's a blessing and a curse if you want to go off is. the board. You know what? I, I'm just going to take a shot. I'm going to say beer. Wow. Okay, that counts. I Beer mean, yeah. as a Super Bowl. Food. Yeah, I mean, it's not really a Super Bowl. I mean, it's not. Well, <laughs> I don't listen, know if it's food. The calories you. Will, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're, you're still you're still consuming like a burger, but yeah, you know, yeah. it's 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 still part of like a any you watch an IPA party. guy. If, a if you do nothing but bring the beer, you're okay. Yeah, yeah. People you can love eat it. for free if you bring the beer. Correct. So yeah. you're good. Beer, Go wings, hands down, wings. I love a good. Like it's Are you just, drums or or flats? I have been team drums, but on the okay. Super Bowl, you got enough beer in it doesn't matter, right? You just <laughs> you just reach your hand into the pot, you grab whatever. I love a good wing. wing what kind is, of sauce you bring with that wing? Um, I I like a good buff buffalo chicken, just standard, like a buff standard chick. practice. Yeah, little, Bill's mafia member yeah. picking the buffalo sauce. That <laughs> and I don't sense. want like anything garlicky, like no gar par, nothing like oh, you know. It just buffalo chicken goes with everything. Okay. Whereas if you get like a little um, sweet. Tie or something, it might not. It, the palate is different for when you head to nachos or something. So I just keep it all in line and I'm going with wings. I'm going to keep it simple. It's pizza. Pizza and beer, that's all you really need. You can go like, you can try to be extravagant. You can try to be someone that you're not. I'm a simple guy. I'm a simple tin. All I really need 
is uh, a cheap beer. And you're a pep guy, just pepperoni pizza, right? Uh, yeah, I, I could go. Man, you, you guys you are add... some real adventurous eaters. If you want to, if you want to throw some meat on it, wings and pepperoni pizza. <laughs> okay, <wow>. beer. <laughs> if you want to throw some meat on it, that's fine. You want to throw some veggies on, it doesn't matter. But if you if you just want to get by, pizza and beer, it'll get you yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I'll try to be a little bit more creative. Um, I got some more. I just was wanted to claim that one. There are many types of beers. Okay, is it snake? No, let's let's keep it rolling. Keep you going. Doritos. Wow. Spe- not even chips, a specific chip. Doritos. Are you sponsored? Sweet Chili Heat. No, we're not oh. sponsored. Sweet Chili Heat. Sweet Chili, Sweet Chili Heat's to- the greatest chip ever. Yeah, it's, ever and that's the one you can eat with other people. Like, uh, Cool Rancho, delicious chip. Yeah, but that's, yeah. A, that's tough. Yeah, you, you will be punching people in the face with your breath <laughs> when you eat Cool Rancho yeah. Doritos. So, Sweet Chili Heat Doritos. Uh, that's good. I had chips in general, but I like that you got specific. Um, all right. I'm going to go with nachos. I know I'm like so generic, but wings, nachos, pizza, like this is like the staples of a Super Bowl party. Mm-hmm. And I, and if I'm getting creative, like I like a, a good, not just don't give me the, the the cheap with some cheese and like put some meat on it. Give me some pulled pork. Give me some ground beef, some pulled turkey, some chicken. Mm. Turkey? Pulled yeah. turkey? Well, that's wow. I've never had a turkey on nachos. I didn't think you wow. could pull turkey. That's for the health, that's for the health <laughs> nerd. Yeah, you can. Thank you. That's for the health nuts. But no, I want a pulled pork. Nacho supreme. Okay, so you're you're taking Trend. kind of quite a few items here. If you're taking the pulled pork nachos, no, I'm, I'm taking nachos. Big ones. I'm taking nachos, but I'm saying if I got an opportunity to make them a little bit more specific, like we're picking specific chips. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, I want someone manning the barbecue for multiple hours before I even get there. So I'm going to get aggressive with like a beef brisket. Nice. Wow. Yeah. You go to wow. fancy super so, parties. I'm going to so, the party in a condo. There's well, no barbecue. You guys just said I was a simpleton that last, last yeah, round. I, I said that, yes. So you, yes. you got your like last second pizza and you got beef your all day brisket. probably prepared in some way, whether it's a dry rub the night before, something that takes some time. If you want to take some time, if you want to do it right, a little brisket on That's the That's when you live outside the GTA now, eh? He's got a house with a backyard. He's making beef brisket. Here I am with my hockey yeah, bag in my that, bath. Tubs. I don't have storage options. So anyway, I forgot. Yeah. Condo life. Yeah. yeah no condo life. There's no, you gotta make some that. sacrifices. All right. Last life. one. Cabbies. Oh, last one. Oh, we oh, can do okay. more. No, 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 no. Let's go last. Yeah. Three. Uh, well then I'm going, I'm going like deep down the, um, it does. My diamond rough is peanut M&Ms wow. for oh. snacks. Just all, you all I'm game. going snacking round three too. All game, peanut M&M's. And yeah, uh, apologies good. to anyone who has a peanut allergy. I know, allergy. I was going to say, you could upset some people with that, but... You have taken three of my favorite things. Like, if I was taking, like, Honestly, a chocolate treat, it might parties. be peanut M&M's. And if I was doing chips, I'm doing sweet chili heat and then beer, of course. Um, okay, so I've got wings, nachos, and I'm going to go with a charcuterie board. Mm. That is pretty fancy too. Jeez, yeah, you're fancy. getting on this guy about his well, fancy brisket. Fancy. If he's going brisket, you want to you want to spend two hundred dollars. Hey, you know what? I'm getting my over. meat from Loblaws, okay, and it's already in the prepackage. Doesn't have to be a fancy. Go to That's the butcher and get it like you know with the machine. Like it can just be from the from the deli aisle. But a charcuterie <laughs> everyone, board everyone is nice. appreciates a charcuterie board. And it, everyone and it, does. It looks like you put a lot of effort into it, True. but really you can just go get some nuts, some olives, right. and and meats and stuff. It's not There's a ton it's like of effort. meat and cheese. Yeah, it's meat and cheese. If I had to put together a charcuterie board, it would take like an entire day. But the reason I like charcuterie board for this is it's variety for people. It's aesthetically pleasing as it well. Is, sure. It's and, good for your IG. And it, it, yeah, <laughs> sure. So charcuterie board would be my last selection. Okay, I do need a snack. Uh, probably a little bit more aggressive than the peanut M&M's. I'm going to go spring rolls. Oh. I'm going to throw some spring rolls into okay. the mix. Something to nibble on before the brisket comes out, before the pizza's ordered. A little spring roll action, a little sweet chili dipping sauce nice. to keep the sweet chili mm, theme alive. I like that too. I think that's. I think you need something like when the anthem's on, you're you're diving into those spring rolls early. 
These are. This sounds like twelve thousand calories now. that yeah. like, oh, will yeah. be deliciously we, we, earned. Who who is the the like the most calorie dense of the three? Uh, probably you, you've got probably pizza, me. beef, brisket, and spring rolls. I don't know the brisket. Like it's, I've got it's, wings, it's got, it's nachos, fatty, but it's not and extra. charcuterie. Mm. Cabby's got beer, but chips and M and M's. Like mm. I think yours is most calorie dense. Perfect. I'll hit the gym. Every single day before Tuesday. and after to help out. You better Super get to Bowl. it today then. Yeah, cause... seriously, because it, it just adds on, as we were saying. Like, you just, you can't miss a day. Um, <laughs> all right, that's our draft. I love it. I'm surprised that nobody mentioned chili, and we're going to hear that in the text line, but you could put chili on top of my nachos. Okay? That's what so I would, I'd be yeah. doing chili with the nachos, yeah, yeah. I suppose. suppose. Like, if park. I could, yeah, if I could go back and alter a pick, it would be chili on the nachos, so... All right, Cabby. Well, I hope that you get to consume any of these I on will. the weekend. Now and you know. And anyone listening that's going to Cabby's party, or you're, again, you're invited. Bets. So you let us know. Well, you just you let me know come... which one of my three you want me to bring. Now you know what I like. Uh, all right, Cabby. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, we will hear from you. Oh boy, the next week, maybe the week after, get see how your bets went. Um, but best of luck. Hope you guys win some money. If I don't appear on the show, we'll know, know why. That. <laughs> Things went sideways. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate it, buddy. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Gabby. All right. That's our guy, Cabby, joining us in studio. You can check out everything on SN Bets as well. Executive producer there. They're doing lots of great stuff online. Good to see him. And uh, best of luck to the squad on the weekend. Okay. Um, I'm couple- glad you got a Super Bowl party, by the way. Yeah, there we go. That's easy. Eh? All I had to do is say it on the air five times. Um, <laughs> way off the board, samosas. Somebody texted that one. Right? I could, yeah. I think my, my spring roll... That's like my lane I'm going down. Something fried that you can dip into something mm-hmm. that's not, you know, what I don't like. Like a nice Asian sauce is, is kind of like my where I'm going. Um, I wish, and I didn't have the stones to say it, but a veggie tray for me is, is up. In the, it's, you couldn't, not with Cabby here. No, you he would say, have ripped me apart. Yeah. <laughs> but I want a veggie tray. Like I will gladly sit and eat the veggie tray all day. I feel like Cabby's expecting, like he's just setting himself to be very hungry after. Like, I understand that he's going to yeah, be diving into the other like things. Little tiny but can snacks. you fill up on peanut M&M's, beer, and, and a specific type of Dorito? I don't know if you There's can. There's some good... Uh, Cabby picked beer so he didn't have to feed his guests. He knew that they would still come. That's good. Um, oh, shout out to the veggie tray. Yeah, Chris and Etobicoke. Totally get it. Um, not a food, but Alice, you must have a folding table. I got it. Yeah, you know. Um, you guys are missing the obvious. Kansas City smoked ribs and a Philly cheesesteak. Okay, well. Samosas, chili, cannabis gummies. All right. It's a fun party to go to. Okay, that's uh, that's our draft. Keep that coming. We can take a look at it tomorrow as well. Um, hope you're going to be full this weekend. Okay, so anchor picks. We got a lot to go through here. I don't think we're going to be able to read them all, but let's just cook through them. Let's do it. Ian, the snowplow driver. Cam Thomas over points. Yeah, this guy is absolutely red hot. Um, I'll just keep going. How about that? Sure. Sorry. Juliana will take the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks and uh, Oilers on the puck line will be Ron and Juliana. Um, no, another W yesterday, Neil in Newfoundland. Yeah, he's absolutely electric. <laughs> um, where's the pick? He's I taking like... Manorino on the spread. Okay, thank you. Manorino on the spread. Eric in Burlington says, I'm sure you guys are taking the Oilers puck line, which means we should take the Oilers team over as well. Um, Corey from Port Hope says, Colorado money line um, versus Tampa. Versus Tampa, yeah. Um, Cody from St. Catharines. Yeah, this is this is the big narrative game tonight. Horvat versus his old team over shots. Oilers puck line is from Chris and Moncton. Alley in Toronto likes Bulls plus two on the spread against a depleted Brooklyn team. Oh, I like that too. And Vegas Golden Knights, Gary from Caledon. Ooh, I was kind of feeling the Minnesota Wild. Uh, they're 
hosting the Golden Knights tonight. Uh, I'm going to go to the Horvat Bowl and take the under uh, six and a half. Under, did you say, or over? Under, yeah. Okay. I think, uh, I, I mean, I think there's going to be something to play for here, clearly, if you're on either squad. But I think in order to get what they want, at least on the side of the Islanders, it's going to be about really taking the life out of the game. And I feel like Rick Talk is going to be like, oh, we don't want to get embarrassed here. Let's shut things down. Let's play mm-hmm. a little more of a responsible brand. So I think these two stare at each other a little bit while all the all the headlines are soaked up by Bo Horvat. And I think we hit the under here, under 6.5 minus 120 is where I'm seeing it. Okay. Um, what are you liking for anchor submissions while I try to line this back? Uh, the Cam Thomas is interesting. I think we, Cam Thomas is the hottest player in so NBA. We just don't but how ha- long we just does don't it go have. for? He's got 44, 47, 43 in his past three games. If it is lined in the 20s, like that makes a lot of sense. A lot of support for the Oilers puck line at plus 135. I'm definitely doing Oilers puck line. That's you? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to lock that one in. Do we go to Neil? Do we go to Cam Thomas? I think um, those are two options. Let me see if I can find Cam Thomas props. But you said it's not up yet, eh? Um, according to Ian, I, I could I could also search for it to help you out since you are grinding a little bit over there. Player points. Here we go. Um, no, I'm not seeing it yet either. Okay, so why don't we pick one that's up? So we've got um, a couple options. Oilers puck line we've selected. Actually, it was Oilers team total, I believe, they uh, they selected there. There's a couple of Oilers puck lines, though, so we're going to go with that. Okay, Oilers puck line. Let's do it. That's what I'm picking. Oh, sorry. Uh, Oilers puck line is you, so we still have to find one. I think it's Neil. Heat check for Neil. Okay, heat check for Neil. So, once again, what was Neil's pick? Manorino on the spread against Surindolo, minus two and a half games. Oh, no, Surindolo is minus two and a half games against Del Bonus. Sorry, Manorino. I don't think we have the opponent for Manorino. He likes Manorino on the spread, though. So, how am I supposed to pick that? Well, you'd probably search up Manorino on your... Selected sports book. Yeah, but we don't we have could also opponent. go. Why don't we just? We don't need a number today. Let's go Cam Thomas because we both liked it more. Okay. Cam Thomas Oilers puck line under in the Horvat Bowl Islanders and Canucks. Okay. If that's the You're case, you have to choose your own plus money play. No on problem. Whatever it ends up being. If that's the if that's the play, um, it's going to be around six twenty. Will be our wake and rake. So under in Canucks Islanders Oilers on the puck line, and then our buddy Cam Thomas. Over points because he's a red hot player in the NBA right now. Maybe he can. He's the only one left standing in the rubble there. Yeah, poor guy, honestly. Um, oh, it's a good opportunity for him. I guess. Maybe we can uh, head over to the Raptors. So today's a big day, of course, in the NBA. We got lots going on on Sportsnet 590. The fan teed it up earlier, but we got a full slate of Raptors and NBA coverage on the station. Will Lou and Alex Wong bringing you an extended version of the Raptors show. From two to four. Oh, look at those guys grinding a two-hour show. Uh, Blake Murphy and Ben Ennis taking over for a three-hour edition of Fan Drive Time. Oof, grinding those guys with the three-hour show. Uh, Smith and jo- Jones taking over the airwaves from 7 to 8 p.m. And then Sportsnet tonight from 8 to 10 p.m. From two onwards. Jakob Pertle in. Anything else in? Anything out? We'll find out over the next seven hours with the Raptors. Maybe not the team everything's going through right now but a team that's got to do something we expect. Well, hopefully your baby Friday consists of a lot of uh, tweet alerts coming through that are Raptors related. We'll be back today, tomorrow to break it all down to set up the Super Bowl, which is just moments away. Thanks for listening to the Fan Morning Show with Justin and Talk to you tomorrow.